What's going on, y'all? This is Mike Brown of The Art of Letting Go, and I want to welcome y'all to this week's episode of the show. While I have your attention, this month is Merch Madness, and we are winding down to the end of it. So you know what that means? If you go to the website, you use the code MADNESS, all caps, you get 30% off your orders. That's off everything on the website, 30% off. Go to www.theartoflettinggopodcast.com and get your merch now. Enjoy the show. Yo, what up? This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Today, I have a special guest in the building. Um, as I was telling you before, I heard about you, and, and not necessarily you personally, but your organization coming to Los Angeles. And uh, when I got the email to have you on the podcast, I was really excited. But uh, today's guest is the deputy director for Mobilizing Our Brothers Initiative, which is Moby, and also the associate director um, for GLAD, for Communities of Color. And um, would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Yes, for sure. Um, what's up, everybody? My name is Julian J. Walker, um, and I'm I'm really excited to be on today. Mike is really I'm I'm really excited to be in conversation with you. I appreciate that, and the same. How are, how are you doing today? How are you feeling today? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's kind of weird because I'm usually the one that <laughs> kind of beats everybody to that question. <laughs> and so, um, I'm doing good actually. Like today is a really good day. You yeah. know, I um, I began to start just trying to set intentions in the morning and not like these like huge moments or shifting moments for myself, but it's just like waking up every morning and saying like, whether it's like, I pray that today is going to be a great day or it's just today, like speaking it, like today is going to be a good day, you know, so Today I, you know, chose to w- wake up and well, I didn't choose. I woke up and <laughs> I chose to, you know, believe that today will be a good day, and it's been pretty good thus far. How That's, about you? I'm I'm doing really good today, and honestly, in the last couple of weeks, I've just been doing and feeling good. Um, I have a morning routine as well, similar similar to yours, where I start with prayer, I meditate. And really, and journal as well, but really just try to set my intentions for the day and just set myself up for success for the day and not even necessarily like professional success, but just, I know these things make me feel good. At least my habit and my pattern has shown me that starting my day like this every day makes me feel good. And when I don't do it, it doesn't. So it's like, even on those days when I don't feel like it, sometimes it's that little shift that will help me in feeling good for the day. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's 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 almost like um well, it's not almost like it's so much going on up here like in your <laughs> mind, in your head, you know, like I personally believe that that's the biggest battle, you know, and the challenge that we face. And so it's just like, you know, when you set those intentions of being like, you know, or just creating those routines of being like, you know, okay, if I want to feel good, throughout the day let me at least like begin my day in a like great way like I love music you know and like literally every morning I wake up and I listen to music um it's crazy because I um like in 2017 I started creating like these these like playlists and so it's like a playlist for 
ear. Like, you know, so if I hear a good song, if I hear something, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I, I'm going to add this to my 2017 playlist. So, <laughs> so literally, like, I've been doing this since uh, 2017. And it's like, you know, I just, and now it's kind of branched out into like a, a gospel playlist, uh, a, a, a playlist to, you know, relax, yeah. uh, elevate. Um, so it's like, you know, I, I have all these moments of like, you know, what's the energy I want to get in. So it's like, yeah, waking up every morning, listening to music and like just setting that intention. So yeah, it's, I'm that's, happy. that's really dope. And that's also crazy because around that same time for me, I was making monthly playlists of like songs I would hear throughout ah. the month and just putting them together and saying like, okay, this is January. And then I started getting a little creative, giving them names, like it's going to be May, you know? Yes. <laughs> Come on. And, 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 and now I'm starting to be a little more intentional about it. Um, I've been creating a playlist every week uh, called music for self healers. So like just for people wow. to listen to and, you know, music that motivates me, inspires me and, you know, wherever people are in their journeys, just kind of give them that. So that's really dope to hear. And it's it's so dope because when I read your bio, I felt really connected to a lot of your journey, um, especially your creative journey, because for so much of my, my life, I've used my art as a way to express myself, even when I wasn't fully expressive with my sexuality. Like my art was a place for me to uh, to create that. But I would love to hear like just how you got started on on like your creative journey. Um, I, I would say, um, like at heart, I've always been like a creative, like my earliest memory yeah. of like life of existence. It's like, it has some form of like, um, music in it. It has some form of television in it, like cartoons. It has some form of like my imagination of playing with my toys and like creating storylines, like my journey into creativity um, definitely started at a younger age. And I'm, I'm very fortunate and thankful that I had um, parents that allowed me to um, like explore that creativity. Yeah. Where, where are you from? Originally, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so dope. Family, family from Mississippi. Um, also have some family in like Cleveland and Texas and Georgia. So it's like, but the root like my grandmothers and majority of everyone is in Mississippi. So, um, and my father was in the military. So it's like half of my, the early half, the early half of my childhood, I like lived in Germany and um, oh, wow. lived in Texas. Like, you know, so I think also at a younger age, traveling the world, you know, and then being creative and seeing that, you know, the world was so much bigger than Jackson, Mississippi, or, yeah. you know, um, but always having the opportunity to go back, you know, like eventually we moved back to Jackson and I went to like school and stuff. But I think all of those factors helped me like um, explore my creativity more. I think the minute I became, um, I can't think of the word, but it's like the minute I became aware, I guess, yeah. And I realized like there's a journey in your mind too. I think that was like my biggest challenge when it came to my creativity of like yeah. um yeah, but 
yeah, growing up, I loved, I was in like talent shows. I would sing everywhere. My uncle and aunt owned like a barbershop in Mississippi. I would be up in there just singing. Like <laughs> I would be like, I loved it growing up. So um, like in, in high school, I was in like the choir and different like, um, like drama things and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it was, yeah, I've always at heart been a creative. That's really dope. That's really dope. And growing up in the South, um, what was your journey like of inviting people in to your sexuality? Um, so I would say I've I'm thankful because to an extent I've always been me. Um, and I've always had this idea in my head of like, um, I can be who I want to be. Um, but it wasn't until like, honestly, I remember the first time it was like, we were in Germany. I was in like, probably like kindergarten, first, second, one of those grades. And, you know, I, because of my expression and who I am, you know, I was introduced to, you know, like those homophobic, homophobic, like slurs and stuff like that. And, you know, that's when like that awareness of like, wait, what like what I'm, I'm different i'm this and that you know it's like that was that exploration but it's like i've always wanted to stay true to who i am yeah. you know so it's like even in like in the south like going through middle school going through high school and college like i i'm very thankful because i i don't know i just felt like i've been protected um in terms of like, you know, like, and not saying that, you know, I haven't come across folks who's made me feel really uncomfortable or For sure. I, like, it just made me feel really uncomfortable because of who I am and what someone has said, you know, towards me. But it's like, I st it, it, it always goes back to me. Like, I want to be me. Like, I don't want to like suffocate myself or suffocate my existence to make someone else happy because it's like when i go home at the end of the day i'm st it's just me yeah. you know so am i then only allowing myself to be free and explore and be who it is that i want to be or like will i give myself the opportunity to each day no matter what space i'm in allow myself to show up in my most authentic self and it's like I was, I think growing up, I was like on the early stages of understanding that and wanting that. But it's like now as an adult, I'm truly finding myself still with the idea of um, exploring my identity yeah. as a Black man or as a Black queer individual or um, like I'm still exploring my identity. There's still things that I find that are, you know, more so uncomfortable within myself, but um yeah, it's it's just been, and then thankful for my parents, you know, like, and my brother and aunts and uncles, like I had um, individuals in my family who identified, you know, not that I knew at that time, but I yeah. think that, like, them knowing kind of nurtured me and allowed me to be, you know, and so, but yeah, it's still like, you know, there still definitely have been times where it's just been like, a bit more difficult than I would, would have liked it to be, but in this journey of my life in this season, it's like, 
I don't want those moments to define the person I want to become, you know? Of course. So I, just, I, I try not to even like, like I try to therapy, you know, <coughs> excuse me, but in therapy, I try to, um, you know, work through those, but it's like showing up each and every day. I try to always just focus on the like, like, uh, okay, everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be good, you know? So yeah, it's been an interesting journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I fully understand that because, uh, man, I feel like everybody, when I was ready to be open with family and friends, they were all very accepting and almost, like you said, very overprotective of me. And my whole journey has been me navigating this and like being more open with myself. Like it wasn't even about being open with other people. It's just like really trying to define what does it mean to be a black queer man for me? Because, yeah. you know, I feel like for a long time, just, you know, growing up and not being around, I grew up in Houston, so I didn't really, okay. yeah, I, w I wasn't really around a lot of queer people at all, you know? So mm -hmm. most of my life was spent in denial of even being gay, just because it's like, I, I play sports, I'm masculine. I don't, I don't see anybody else is doing this. And recognizing as an adult is like, you can do all of this <laughs> and be a queer person. And I think that's why it's so valuable for me to just read, not even redefine, but just add to the definition of what it yeah. means to be a queer black man. Cause we, we aren't all one, one thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely agree. Like that's a journey that you gotta, or not speak so general, but that's a journey that I too, you know, um, have to do, you know, yeah. is understand what is like, what is best for me in terms of like my identity, in terms of like my exploration within my identity and who it is that, you know, who it is that I want to become or, you know, how I want to show up for the day. Like that's definitely for me. And it's like, if I were to allow, um, how I show up in my journey within my queerness based on others. It's like, I don't know what that would look like, you know, but it's like, I don't want to experience that because it's like, I feel good. I feel like I can breathe. Yeah. You know, like, um, because, you know, I'm, and I'm really, I try to incorporate in all of my work that I do like mental health aspects because that's been a big journey of my own of like, because when I use the example of like, I can breathe, it's like, I know what depression feels like. Yeah. And there's a heavy, there's a level of heaviness to it where you feel like it's suffocating you. You feel like, you know, like you in your house, you in your room, but that room feel like the only box that exists in that moment. Yeah. You know, like it can get really difficult. It can get really heavy. So it's like, if we already got to go through that journey within ourselves, like then allowing other people to have a say so on our journey too like that's too heavy that's yeah. too much weight to carry you know like and understanding and trusting that it's okay that i don't have to carry everything it's okay that i can take my time with everything you know i think that's the biggest gift you know that you can give yourself i agree how are you uh how do you take care of your mental health now like in in present day um, I would definitely say music, like playing music, 
you know, and I read off and on. I heard on your podcast that you were listening. I mean, that you were reading. I don't know if you're done yet, but it was um, Bell Hooks Love. Yes, All About Love. I haven't finished it yet, but yes, yes. So (laughs) I'm also reading that book. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Well, let me tell you, like, um, we, I I came to L.A. um, for something. I can't remember, um, but it's for, um, well, actually, I do remember. So with GLAD, we're creating a Black Queer Creative Summit in Los Angeles. Um, and so um, more details on that to come. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> but we were in Los Angeles, like, planning, like, scouting and looking around for, like, locations and stuff. And um, um, we went to this thing at Soho House, the warehouse one um and so the book was there like just there and i was like oh my god what is this this is you know oh it just drew me to it and a friend of mine that i was with was like oh my god that book is great like read it it's life-changing this and that blah blah blah. and i'm like okay so like i bought it literally probably that night or the next day and so since then i've been like taking my time reading it i've had to put it down a couple times yeah like know that she was telling me too much about myself <laughs> yeah you you know it's it's a really heavy read um yeah and you know i read the first chapter had to go back and read it again just because i was like mm-hmm. man like i i took in so much that i i needed to just reinterpret what i had read and um man it's it really seems like a guide to the ultimate level of self-care like yeah. self-love yeah like it's it's so beautiful it's really beautiful just to like pick up and put down but so like I I read sometimes um and honestly in the past like journaling was like a big thing like a big intentional thing that I did which birthed uh like my poetry book that I wrote um and um even inspired like my music that I that I uh released and so, like, uh, journaling is always something that I'm thinking about in this season right now. Like, I feel the push of, like, hey, you need to journal. But I have been fighting it a little bit. So that's probably not the best. But, um, yeah, in terms of mental health, that's what it looked. That's how I nurture myself in these seasons. Um, but I think I, I definitely have to rework my schedule, like, re- rework my routine that now fits my schedule. Yeah. Um, or me in this season of my life. I feel that um, something that came up for me just now, because I know you mentioned like creating for your mental health. Um, how do you separate the idea of, because just being a creative, I know a lot of times for us, the things that we create is like, okay, I have to release this. I have to do this. But how do you accept the idea of like, maybe this was just for me, you know, this doesn't have to exist anywhere, but just, just exist. Honestly, um, I felt that about my EP I just released in uh, November of 22. Um, Because I started working on it in 2020. Okay. Um, Like during the pandemic and all that stuff. And like for a while, it was done. You know, like it, it was, I could release it. I could do all that. But it's like in that season, I was like, nah, this just for me right now. Yeah. You know, um, because it was a way of me coping with my mental health. Like I, I couldn't 
there was no other way for me to release like what I was feeling unless it was in that form of release. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, for like, I, even, even still now I'm like, oh my God, I wish I just had it, you know, because when you, when you do release it, you, you have to, well, when you do release it, you know, it's just out in the world for, you know, everyone to offer their opinions, everyone to offer their say so, everyone to offer whatever they want to offer. And it's like, I would definitely say that, you know, if you have some art, if you have something, you know, you're creative, you have something that, you know, one day I want to release this. But if you feeling anxious, if you feeling like it's not the right time, it's like, it's okay. It's not the right time. You know, like if you need to push it back, it's okay. You know, yeah. like release it when you know that you have the tools to support your mental health while it's out there for the world to, you know, have it say so on. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that would be, I think for me right now, that's how it is. Like, you know, I, I, I hold on to what I need to hold on to. And it's like what I feel comfortable with releasing. It's like, that's what I release. And, you know, that's the best thing that works for me, you know? And so, yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> no, I like that. Um, it's James Woods, AKA that yoga dude. But feel free to feel free. Whole lot of my mind. A whole lot of reasons to speed up, worry, lose focus, react. But I'm breathing, relaxing, refocusing, and allowing myself the choice to choose calm, peace, serenity, joy, fun, taking one breath at a time. And I was also curious, like, just how do you find the balance between the work that you do with, like, Glad and Moby and also still pursuing? Because, you know, I saw that you you were doing acting and also doing music. So it's like, how do you find the balance 
in the pursuit of all of those things? Um, I think it's grace, like allowing myself to understand that if I have to put something down, it's okay. <laughs> you know, not thinking that, ah, oh, no, I'm gonna run out of time with wanting to do it or beating myself up because I, I can't dedicate enough time to it. So like, and I think the mental health aspect works, like ties into that too. Cause it's like, you got to like even in the midst of whatever is on your plate, like you still got to make time for you, you know? And I think for me in this season, it's like, if let's say like I started like working on something like 12 and noon and if honestly by 6 PM, if I want to take a break or stop, I will give myself that. I'll say, okay. And what does my day look like? If I want to be like, okay, from, I, I want to relax and give myself mentally a break for the rest of the evening. It's like, okay, let me look at my schedule for tomorrow. Let me see what I can push into tomorrow and or wake up earlier to do. But it's like, I just try to prioritize, even in the midst of everything that I'm doing, I try to prioritize like my mental first. It's like, because I want to, like, I'm a very, and I'm okay with saying this now, I'm a sensitive person. You know, um, I am. And, and, you know, that's okay. Like, that is okay. Like, um, I'm not like a silly or dumb person by being sensitive, but like, I, I'm aware of my, I can be vulnerable. I can allow myself to be vulnerable enough to say that I am a sensitive person and I want to receive like what I give yeah. in terms of like, if I want, if I would want someone to approach me a certain way, if I would want someone to give me a certain kind of energy, if I would want someone to just come at me, period, any kind of way, it's like, I want to ensure that I'm, I'm one extending that same kind of energy out. So, um, yeah, it's, I just, I, I just really try to be intentional with, prioritizing my mental health that's what's because if not it it because it, it, it is a lot and i can <laughs> i can honestly say that but you know it's it's okay it's like just prioritizing my mental health in the midst of it is honestly what keeps me afloat yeah i love that um and speaking of mental health i would love to transition to what you are doing with Moby. So for the listeners that aren't familiar with Moby, and like I told you before, uh, <laughs> a friend sent me the invite for Los Angeles and uh, I saw it and I was excited about it. And then that second thought in my mind was like, oh, I'm not going to fit in here. But again, like I said, you reaching out was just further confirmation for me to be there and be in the space. So I really appreciate that. But I would love for you to explain like what Moby is exactly. For sure. And you're definitely welcome. Um, so MOBI stands for Mobilizing Our Brothers Initiative. And um, it was created in 2017 by Deshaun Usher. Um, and so in 2017, um, we had like two main programmings j just happening in like the New York boroughs. And so we would have like MOBI Talks, which is um, like a personal and professional development series for Black gay men. And so 
we would have like these conversations in like the in Bronx or Harlem or um, Brooklyn and eventually like uh, branched out to Jersey um, also. But um, we would have these conversations and invite like black gay men who are like doing things or like who are who whose story can be of inspiration to guests. Like we would invite them into the space to kind of give like a TED talk style combo. And then yeah. we like throw in like, you know, performances and stuff like that by uh, people from the community. And so honestly, it kind of expand and grew into like on YouTube now, we have like a Moby Talks digital series, um, which explores uh sexuality mental health and family um so like those and they're all um created and edited by laquan dawson who's our videographer uh director of visual director uh for moby and um and so yeah like moby talks really then also expanded into like different cities like um we've been able to go to Houston. We uh, did one in Houston last February. Wow. We did one in Atlanta. Uh, we're coming to LA, then we're gonna go to DC. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's just these these beautiful spaces of just individuals coming together and um, networking. And honestly, just, it creates the opportunity for people to say, wow, you know, like I can, I can, I can do whatever I put my mind to, you know, it's like that feeling that, like that feeling that, um, just inspired, I guess, you know? And so like, that's, that's the energy that Moby Talks gives. Um, but this year we're doing it a little bit different with like more so like a community conversation. So we like sent out like invites and stuff and wanted individuals to come in. It will be hosted, uh, by surface level podcast, um, and so they're, uh, just basically gonna lead the, um, the guests on a open conversation that everybody can chat about. And what's even really cool about this LA Moby Talks is I'm actually performing. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm like working through that too, of like what that's going to look like, but yeah, I'm performing, um, for the first for uh songs off my ep for the first time um so i'm i'm really excited and looking forward to that so i mean that's not like a nudge for anyone that's listening <laughs> head over to moby-nyc.com and type on moby talks and register for moby talks la i mean i'm not saying that's why you should do that, but you know <laughs> you have the direction and notes there now so <laughs> But like, so that's like the Moby Talks experience. And then um, we also have Moby Fest, which is a music festival that we host in June in New York City every every year. And so, um, yeah, Moby Fest is wild. Oh my gosh. So it's like a three-day festival where we have like a kickoff event for the community. And then we have like a queer art show wow. like featuring nothing but like Black queer art. And then we have a music festival uh, this year. Actually, I got on Instagram and I saw the save the date for Moby Fest. So I can say this. Um, Moby Fest will take place um, June 8th through the 10th. Man, I'm going to have to make my way out there. 
Yes, it's it's really cool. And so we have like the MobiFest live day that Saturday, which is going to be on June 10th this year. Um, it's like features like a, a just a bunch of black queer artists, um, whether it's like rap, R&B, pop. We have a ballroom segment. We um, we've had some really amazing artists like that have performed. Uh, Don Richard performed our first year. Wow. Evan Streeter performed our second year, and then we've had like Duran. We've had um, um, we've had so many amazing. That's black so dope artists to perform. Uh, Seven Deep, Jay Saint, like it's been some really great artists. So we're um. Yeah, we have our Moby Fest that's happening. And then aside from Moby, we have like a um on our website, we have like our Moby Market, which is like a hub of like black, queer, just anything, honestly, from fashion to PR support to whatever, you know. Um and we also do like partnerships with different like organizations. This year we were able to go to Yale and do like a, a conversation there earlier this year. Um, and we partner with like the United States Conference on AIDS uh, to host the Moby Talk. So it's it's a really beautiful organization um, that is that has now branched and blossomed to support, you know, just black queerness, you know. So is yeah, it's, it's really beautiful. And honestly, Moby is like the center of my heart. <laughs> That's dope. And um, man, conversation is so necessary and i i think i felt it for myself but uh just seeing the desire and the non-existence of it like just makes me want to one put it more out there and it's also so dope to see other people doing it um you mentioned the soho warehouse earlier yeah My, myself and uh an artist by the name of yanni blue we hosted a community conversation just on queer like queer relationships and so many people showed up and we tied it from like romantic relationships to platonic to how yourself affects all of this so you know it's dope and i definitely want to share this with people just so more people can get out there and uh and come yeah. to it yeah that's really beautiful like because that's where it starts you know like yeah. in the community i think they're like it's beautiful you know when individuals have the opportunity to give back and create spaces for us but i think it's so much more powerful when we work together to figure out how can we you know create spaces for us by us um and offer resources yeah to expand and resources to grow and uh just so many different amazing opportunities um so yeah that's that's really the gist of moby um yeah, I, I really love it. It's been such a beautiful experience. Um, and also on the YouTube page, uh, in 2020 and 2021, we did like a MobiFest virtual experience. So um, we like literally, in uh, 2021, we traveled like from LA to Atlanta to New York and filmed like the artist performances. Wow. And, like, it was it was really great. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. So everybody head on over to Moby M O B I dash NYC dot com. <laughs> That's so dope. Um, so I saw that you were working with Glad, and um, mm -hmm. I was curious just to know more about what you were doing because, like, you know, I I know of the organization. I'm sure a lot of people know of the organization, but like, what does your role with with Glad entail? So um glad um 
My role within GLAD is I'm the associate director for communities of color. And so my main role is to honestly ensure accurate representation within Hollywood. And so what that means is um, I have the opportunity to kind of, well, I have the opportunity to like do screeners on uh, like new shows that are coming out. Um, if it features like LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus content, um, we have our um, Emmy cohort, which is our equity and media entertainment initiative. And it features 10 black um, gay, 10 black queer uh, filmmakers. Um, and it's like a year cohort. They each received uh, 10K to go towards like their project to produce. Um, and so we've been working with like UTA um, and different other amazing like um, festivals to like just ensure, you know, that continued representation. But even aside from like just the work within Hollywood, um, I work on like a lot of different reports. So like there is a report that we released called the um, Invisible People Report, which was reporting on um, HIV rates during the pandemic. Um, so that was really powerful work, you know, and then uh, working on like monkeypox uh, things within like communities of color. So and then ensuring that, you know, honestly, communities feel represented during like specific heritage months and stuff like that. So it's um, it's really fun because like with my career of television and film, like now I kind of get to see the lens from behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, um, I was able to produce this series called Changemakers, um, okay. which is available on YouTube. Uh, it's the second season, um, and it features, like, four um, Black, um, trans, or non-gender, uh, non, uh, non-binary individuals. Um, and they're all, and they talk about their business. It's like a game developer, um, resources for the trans community, um, Laisha, uh who's a WNBA player, the first non-binary WNBA player, and uh, Braxton Fleming, who uh, created like a um, packaging for the trans community. Like it's a really great, amazing uh, series. So yeah, like I've been able to really like step behind the the scenes and really like produce and navigate and just, it's, it's been really fun. It's been really fun thus far. That's dope. That's dope. And um, just in all of your work, I see how much you are just contributing to the community. And I'm curious to just know, like, what is your why? Like, what keeps you doing the work that you're doing in all spaces? Because it seems like from your creative work to, you know, the behind the scenes work that you're doing, it's all still rooted in the same thing. So I'm curious to know, like, what keep what keeps you doing it? Um. I would honestly say, you know, it's it's for the community, honestly. Um, because I, when I like got into like television and film and stuff, a big thing that I wanted uh, to come across with like the projects I was a part of was like, you know, your individuality is your superpower. You know, you can do anything that you put your mind to, you know. Um, let my journey be an example of like just trust the process like just literally trust the process and so um honestly that's what keeps me going because 
like each day I get to ensure that we are seen, are we have a seat at the table, we in some spaces, you know, like I, I I'm able to ensure that, you know, like we can show up and what keeps me going is I want to continue to ensure that we are a part and have access to all spaces, you know, and we feel seen and represented in all spaces, you know, it's no longer an option or, you know, anything of that sort. So like, yeah, honestly, like the community is just, I, there's so many, we can turn on the TV literally or get on Twitter and see what's trending. And there's so much stuff that can be so depressing. It's so much stuff that can be like, why even bother the day, you know, but it's like, like, no, like, if you just, I promise, if you just keep going, like, just, yeah, just keep going. Like, that's, that's my why, honestly. That's, that's my, that's my anchor. That's dope. So now we're going to get into a fun segment of the podcast. <laughs> this is called Five Questions of Freedom, sponsored by Feel Free to Feel Free. Um, and the first question I have, so these five questions you can answer any way you like, but, um, the first question I have for you is, um, music or acting? What? (laughs) (laughs) What did I tell you? I was thinking like... Cookies or ice cream? Or, you know, like, whoa! <laughs> what? So what happens? Oh my god! Is there not like a third option? <laughs> you can answer any way you would like. Oh my gosh! Um, no context from me. <laughs> music or acting? Whoa! Ooh, I'm not ready to solve that. Yet. So in this season, I would love to have both. I don't know who okay. I'll be talking to, but I would love to have both. Please. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, second question. Um, New York or LA? LA. Okay. Why LA? Um it's just warmer. Okay. <laughs> It's well, it's warmer. Um when I had an uncle who stayed out um outside of LA. And so I would come out to like uh stay with him and drive into LA to audition and stuff. And um I would um he near he lived near like Palmdale, I think that's what it's called. Um so I would like drive through like the canyons and just like it was just so beautiful. I would drive down to Malibu. I would just like just explore the city, honestly. And it was so peaceful during that time, like um, for myself. And so I don't know. LA has always had like a a piece of my heart in terms of like the scenery. Like I love finding spaces to just breathe. I like that. I like that. It's funny because I'm actually trying to get to New York and spend a little time out there this summer. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we could switch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if you weren't an artist, what would you be doing? Honestly, I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. I used to be like, a teacher. 
Really? I I quit my job last year. Um, but yeah. What grades did you teach? I taught uh pre-K through third grade. Oh, you had the babies? I did, I did. <laughs> Teaching the music. What? Oh my god, that's really <laughs> cool. Yes, I would I, I I would love to be, you know, a teacher or just in some capacity working with youth. That's what's up. Like I think that would be really cool. Um yeah. That's dope. Wow. And I have two more questions for you. What advice would you give to your younger self? Um hmm. I would tell them that your individuality is your superpower. Like continue to be you and trust trust that voice. Yeah. I like that. And our last question is what is a reminder that you would like to give to your future self? Always remember where you came from. Um, and remember the difficult moments so you can be grateful for what you have in this present moment. Man, that's so real. That's so real. <laughs> Julian, where can the people find you? Yes, um, I'm on social media, Instagram, uh, Julian.Walker, uh, Twitter. I'm on there also. I'm that guy, Julian, uh, which is THT, I believe. Um, and then also my website, JulianJWalker.com. Uh, so yeah, that uh, my website probably houses everything. So okay, definitely I, I was gonna say, let the people know where they could find the music, especially, especially <laughs> yes. if they come in next next week to see you perform. Ah. Well, it'll when this when this airs, it'll be this week. So, so when they when they yes. hear it, but let the people know where they could find the music. Yes, you can head over to any streaming service. Julian J Walker, my EP is called Fall Twenty Twenty. Um, yes. It's a journey of healing. I hope you enjoy, and I hope it heal. I hope it hugs you. <laughs> I feel that. And last thing, um, for people that want to come to the Moby Talk in Los Angeles, how can they sign up for it? Yes. So to come and attend Moby Talk Los Angeles, you are most definitely welcome. Please head over to Moby M O B I dash N Y C dot com for more information or. You can head over to Instagram to Moby NYC. That's what's up. Julian, yes. thank you so much for coming on the show. You are very welcome. Thank you so much for this, like this, this moment and this, honestly, this moment of how am I handling my mental health, you know, this yeah. intentional moment of community talking and just Yeah, so thank you. And for what you do for the community. I know, appreciate um, that. This is this is a very beautiful and intentional space. Um, and I thank you so much for your intention in creating it. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in. This is Mike Brown, and this is The Art of Letting Go. Peace. <laughs>